1: And I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset.
0: We are 44 months into two weeks to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside the fan favorite somewhere between iconic and psychotic with all of his technical problems that are beyond his control, as I had a few weeks ago. Marty Foster. Marty, how are you?
1: I'm very good, thank you. Uh, Apart from the technical issues, um, full of the joys of the season. We had five drops of snow, five snowflakes fell past me earlier this morning. So I've gone indoors and lit the log burner and it's rosy, toasty warm in there which is silly really because i'm out here in my man
0: cave um yeah good how about you i'm all right i like i said it's a it's a little chilly and um i hate the fact that it's the cold dry air just dries your skin out so i had to do some extra moisturizing today on my face as you can see because it's for the
1: benefit of the listener he does look very moist
0: Yes uh, no, because it's no, yeah it's it's very it's very cold and it's very dry, and yeah it's-, it's got a very strict beauty regime, and uh it's working, it's working. If there's one thing the French do right, it's moisturizing cosmetics, I have to say. So they, they do, do that stuff correctly. So I'm, and I'm thankful that I'm close enough to it in that regard. But the rest of it, yeah. they can take a flying leap. Right. <laughs> uh, before we get started today, I would like to remind all of our listeners that we did take a big risk when we started all of this. We are not backed by fake corporate dollars that push fake agendas that make everyone hate each other. So if you're interested in supporting the work that we do, we do offer additional features with our now active subscription service. Benefits include access to our instant messaging service for direct communication to us, along with early access to upcoming and sometimes un published podcast, as well as exclusive access to our behind the scenes uncensored prep sessions where we talk about things that sometimes don't make it to the final product, which you are hearing now. So, if you want to take part in this fight with us, if you want to support a team that's willing to do the real research and not give you fake nonsense for talking points, if you want to say screw you to the mainstream media like CNN, Fox News, BBC, Sky News, and MSNBC, then the link is in the program description down below where you can come on board with us and take advantage of these benefits that we are offering to you. And by doing so, you will support our work and you will support the research that goes along with that work. And together we can take the fight to the doorsteps of these frauds that are on the television, in the newspapers, and the talking heads on the international stage, which we will talk about some today. For less than the price of a cup of coffee per month, together we can take action as subscriptions start at just $5 per month. Are you still unsure of what you're getting? We now offer a 30-day free trial which includes unlimited access to all features and content. Again, the link is in the program description down below. I suppose, Marty, that we should start with the obvious. Henry Kissinger is dead at one hundred years of age.
1: Yeah, I've got that tune going through my head um from The Wizard of Oz. Ding, Ding dong, dong the the which is yes. dead, yeah. Um it's a Peter a House didn't fall on him a long time ago, really, considering what a agitating, um, subversive, double agent Henry Henry Kissinger was. In history, he goes down as a peacemaker, as a broker of deals, um, but no, the man was working to an agenda, and that agenda was of the Marxist-Communist-Soviet movement.
0: Mm, indeed he was, and I um, I have been looking into some things involving that individual, and it's 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 astonishing to me how many people within the establishment did not catch on to this. Now, I've talked about Kissinger before. Kissinger was actually pointed out by a uh, a Soviet triple agent from Poland that defected to the British. Actually, he was a triple agent for the Polish, the Soviets and the British. And his name was Michael Golonewski. And when he defected to Britain, he said that Henry Kissinger was a GRU operative and he was turned while he was working in Germany as a uh, part of the denazification campaign that took place. But no one paid attention to that. No one listened to that. No one wanted to hear it. And of course, Kissinger would later go on to become part of the Nixon administration where they would go in, make agreements with communist China, and they would build up China. And this is what we're dealing with today. Now, as you can see, Marty, I would like to say that this was released today by the Chinese Communist Party. And this is the result. I'm not going to play any audio with it. I'm just going to run it and B-roll behind me. This is the result of Kissinger and Nixon making a deal with China. This is their latest military exercise video, and it kind of speaks for itself, don't you think?
1: Uh, Yeah, lots of multiple launch rocket systems all heading our way. West. Uh,
0: East, (laughs) excuse me. They're all going east, yeah. Yeah, well, you can't really tell from the. A lot uh, of this is propaganda, of course, as you can see. Yeah, yeah. The whole thing's propaganda, but you get the idea.
1: Uh, But, yeah, well, when you've got uh, a massive population, a huge landmass, tons of resources, although they're running out of those. Uh, even the ones that they they bought from Australia. And what, what we're seeing there is a military firepower display, and it is a great big piece of propaganda. Um, but they can afford to do that. In fact, they have to do that. When you've got so many people, you have to fill your military with those people so that all the ones that aren't in the military will be kept in order by your massive military strength and presence. Uh, and also they're there to defend their borders. But, I mean, who's invaded China in, in the last three, 400 years? Anyone? No. No one. No one no. has. No one's bothered. We. Uh, it's the same with Russia. No one's invaded Russia. Oh, we did have a little stint in the Crimea. There was a war then, charge of the Light Brigade and all that. But they haven't really been under threat, as that would give evidence to. I mean, we're more under threat. That's how we're, or maybe that's just how we've we've been made to feel.
0: Yes, it's it's the difference in the doctrines that you're talking about is is what you're alluding to. If you look at their doctrines and you read their their doctrines, their military doctrines. As a matter of fact, I have a copy right here. There are two translations of this book. This is a very rare book from the Cold War era. This is called uh, Soviet Military Strategy, and this was. Ratified by a a man named V.D. Sokolovsky, Marshal Sokolovsky. It was a marshal of the Soviet Union, and it was written at the end of the Second World War. Again, as you've pointed out, written by ideologues. That's fine, but they nonetheless they do follow this doctrine. This is the this particular version that I have here, and it's in very good condition. Uh, This is the Rand Corporation translation, Uh, and if you can find this book, uh, obviously it's long out of print, uh, but you can pick up the digital copy on the Rand Corporation's website. They will give it away to you for free. There's also another version that was translated by uh, Harriet Fess Scott uh, that I do not have that I'm in the process of trying to to run down. But they basically say almost the same thing. Uh, And in here, they talk about how the Third World War will be missile wars, and it will be nuclear wars and chemical and biological wars. Now, again, this was written in uh, or translated by us in the early 1960s. I believe it was 62. I'll have to double check the uh, copyright. Yes. 1963, excuse me. But in there, they do say in their doctrines that the imperialist countries—quote, imperialist countries—that would be anyone that's not part of the socialist camp, as they call themselves. So anyone outside of Venezuela, Cuba, China, uh, Russia, North Korea, the, these types of countries, uh, Cambodia of Pol Pot, and, and North Belarus. Vietnam, Belarus, Belarus. But these countries, anyone outside of that, they are always, per their doctrines, they are always defending themselves. And the imperialist countries, such as the U.S., namely the U.S., the U.K., Western Europe, they are always the aggressors. There is no other way that they interpret that because of the difference in the doctrines and the ideological standpoints. With Marxism, Leninism, as opposed to a capitalist society, it's ideologically opposed and it is irreconcilable by their terms.
1: Yeah, um, it is doctrinal. It is down to the doctrines. But um, I have come to the opinion that... uh, the west has been um provocative and antagonistic in its foreign policy and the way it's responded there there are there were probably better ways of doing what had to be done because it gives justification to the soviet camp the you know the to for their military escalations and and continuing the arms race uh, and you know because of the money involved taxpayers money involved in the west equipping a military with all the latest hardware and the people who wind up with that money in their pockets it would be it would have been encouraged at the very highest levels through these lines of corruption that uh, exist change on agents. both
0: sides yeah change change agents they 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 get us to do things that make it look like it's our of our own accord and it's actually not yeah yeah
1: uh, but again, always follow the money in, in any crime. And the way the world has gone, um, the state of, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Animosity between big chunks of the world who hate each other has been driven to ensure that an industrial military complex keeps making money for the stakeholders in those businesses.
0: Indeed, sir. All right. Well, Kissinger is dead. Uh, he's he's gone. So uh, yeah, huzzah. Yeah, I saw your <laughs> I saw your comment this morning. Uh, I the first thing that came to my mind was he's just saying, "Oh dear, how sad." Never mind, and moving well, on.
1: Well, yeah, but uh, at the same time, I, I missed out deliberately. Missed out the expletive that would have gone in between about time and uh, which would have more expressed my real sentiment on this event.
0: Well, that's okay, because we're going to use that bleep button a couple of times today from something that you will not say, but I'll get to that very shortly. Okay. So uh, we have an issue that's brewing. Actually, we have a couple of issues that are brewing. So we've got the Israel and Gaza conflict that seems to be somewhat winding down. I'm not counting my chickens before they hatch on that one, because there's a ceasefire agreement. But now you've got internal pressure that's mounting against Netanyahu to continue. And there are deals that are being made and there's some horse trading that's going on. So I I don't know. But that means that they're going to have to have another conflict. And we've theorized and some talk has been going on behind the scenes about something involving North Korea and South Korea. Now, I brought this up to you last week. Uh, They had cut this uh, agreement that they had had off to stop a no-fly zone. Or, or excuse me, they had a no-fly zone, but that's now stopped. And then there is some type of an agreement where they, they were not allowed to do like reconnaissance flights or or something along the DMZ. Well, now the North has moved heavy weapons up to the border of the South, and they've reestablished uh, some of their military outposts along the uh, the DMZ. So there is a little bit of at least a, on the surface, there's a little bit of an escalation there, if you will. Now, they say that this is in response to North Korea putting a spy satellite in orbit, which okay, whatever. I I don't know. Uh, I don't know the, the validity behind that. That could all be propaganda. We don't know. Um, but there is that that is taking place. On top of that, you also have Finland. We talked about Finland last week. Yeah. Now, Finland has said this week, just about 48 hours ago, that they will close their entire border with Russia, not just the checkpoints. Now, now the entire thing is going to be sealed. Now, as you said, there's no way for them to seal it. And I told you that Spetsnats will not be jumping over the fence because more than likely they are already there. So there is that that is brewing. Now, I don't know if anything's going to become of that, but we know that the Russians and the Finns do not have a very nice history. Then you have something else that I told you about almost three weeks ago that someone had been telling me behind the scenes that we could see another conflict somewhere else in the world, possibly on the continent of Africa or somewhere in South America. And we didn't know exactly where, it was just theorized. But this is a result of China and Russia needing us again, as you said, to make strategic moves and make it look like it is us that are doing it, when in fact it is not. Now you have a situation that is brewing in the continent of South America, and that involves Venezuela, again allied with Russia, Hezbollah operating out of Caracas already, and French Guiana, and there is a reason for that strategically that you were talking about behind the scenes uh, in prep, and we can get into that if you like. But that would be another conflict that we ha- that we would have to per the French, we would have to respond to that to assist.
1: Even even if it's not another conflict, it's uh, a shift in the balance of power. Yeah, who is strong in that region now? Guyana isn't a big country. It's not huge. It's mostly equatorial rainforest and the french have been there for a long time they've got um large uh regiments of the of the legion there and it's where nato sends its sf to do uh jungle training uh as well as belize but because it's equatorial it's also got satellite listening stations up uplinks all those kinds of communications hardware uh that you see in james bond movie that's that's what they've got. There, I mean, there's several sites uh, around the world, but that is particularly why it's strategically important because of its position near or on
0: the equator and because of the hardware that's there. And again, that would be another thing that we would have to respond to. So that would stretch us thin even further. Now, again, I don't know what China's intentions are, but we do know that they operate off of the element of surprise. So if their intentions are to spread us thin, which I believe that's what this is, then that means that they're looking to make a move somewhere, but I don't know where. But I guess that's the point, isn't it? Again,
1: you, you've you got to appear to be a threat everywhere so that when it does hit, because if you defend everything, you defend nothing. So if we're uh, busily redeploying troops, surveillance equipment, uh, aircraft, ships, because we don't know where the attack's coming from, we can't concentrate Uh, forces in the area where the attack might come. I'm desperately hoping it doesn't come. I'm desperately hoping every country in the world at the moment overthrows its puppet government and basically gets some sensible, sane people into positions of power. That's certainly not going to happen in the East. Uh, It's not going to happen amongst the Soviet Former Soviet countries and uh, China and Russia, they're going to continue with their same old, uh, indoctrinated, you know, doubly programmed individuals that they keep putting into their leadership roles. We within so called democracies should at least have a chance to swap some people out, but that hasn't happened. And as I've said before on the podcast, even a broken watch is, you know, a stopped watch is correct. Twice a day, where so far my government, your government, in fact, most of the European Union's governments don't seem to have got anything right in about the last 10 years.
0: Or they have gotten it right because we're looking from, at it differently. From, the from their perspective. Yes. Yeah. From the perspective of the agenda. In the meantime, China uh, is running, uh, who would have guessed this? China is running an operation to get Americans hooked on illegal drugs, according to a former DEA boss. Now, if they were to get into, uh, obviously, the, the joint uh, efforts with Russia and China, if they were to get into uh, Guyana, that would be a, a serious foothold that the drug cartels would be able to grab a hold of in that region as well. Because that's what, if I'm not mistaken, that's what a lot of the French Foreign Legion do down there is drug interdictions.
1: Yeah. And uh, when I was at uh- there in in the sort of caribbean area that was a lot of what we were doing as with the royal navy working with your coast guard working with the dea and shooting the engines out of uh, fast boats fast ribs carrying you know lots and lots of drugs so all good fun the more i think about it though with all of these people clamoring for a, a reduction in population you know there's too many of us they're saying uh, we can't feed everyone. We can't heat and clothe and uh, you know look after everyone. There's too many of us. Why not just make all of these extremely harmful drugs completely free and legalized, and let the rest do the work? Um,
0: let you know, Darwin's theory just take over. Yeah, survival. Yeah, just is. let
1: let pure Darwinism um, survival of the fittest or smartest sort that sort that out of course it would have to be accompanied by an extremely extensive public information campaign saying if you take heroin cocaine um methamphetamine um what are the other ones fentanyl uh, you will die and you will be sick and um you'll soon unburden society of yourself um and that you know put the message out there so that people with a brain don't engage in these things um and all the ones without a brain off your pop sounds a bit harsh doesn't it not
0: really <laughs> someone who's worked in, well who's uh, worked um, fighting um, the drug trade in america no it doesn't sound harsh at all because i have a very heavy hand when it comes to that um yeah. but so your uh your uk maritime uh uh, maritime Organization put out an advisory on the 26th, so a few days ago. Uh, I don't know if you caught this when I posted it, but they received a report of two black and white craft carrying eight persons in military style clothing, approaching a merchant vessel, half nautical mile, one south, or one small craft on each quarter. Uh, and they were calling for all vessels in the vicinity to and exercise caution to report any suspicious activity to the UK Maritime Organization it, it sounds like because this took place off the coast of uh, of Yemen it sounds like uh, the uh, the Houthis are at it again
1: yeah uh, but again the the black and white um uh color so sort of the uniforms with the white headscarves on that's that's also Iranian uh that there, there's a special unit within there yeah look at these none of those uh Fat bodies were on the boats that took that ship. No, this is the Um, same ship. um, We saw the the boats. Yeah, victory dance. Yeah, yeah, the victory dance. This um, this dance they're doing by the way, skipping forward with one leg in the air, something over one arm. It's it's copied throughout the Middle East. It's it's a camel herders uh, Bedouin dance, and um, they perform it at at weddings. So the guys will all line up in their white candoras with their um, you know, white headdress on and either an assa, which is the, the short stick used to encourage a camel in the right direction or a sword over the shoulder and the the dance um emulates them sitting on a camel nodding their head and moving the sword backwards and forwards over their shoulder so that's a bit of history from that victory
0: dance there that's good that's good i I, because i didn't know that that's that's actually that's really interesting there's an awful lot i know that you don't mate that is true yeah (laughs) (laughs) right um on to let me see. What do I have next? T- I'm trying to get through everything because I know that uh, we're pressed for time today. Um, I talked yesterday with Bruce about uh, the United Nations called for Western countries to reduce their meat consumption. I don't know if you caught that because I know you've been very busy, but maybe you've caught the headline. Yes. Um, well, everyone's
1: striving to make this happen. Um, they can f*** off. I will eat as much meat as, as I want to Eat and can afford. Um, eating uh, proteins, healthy meat and fish and poultry, uh, is what enabled us to develop our brains. When you spend all of your energy, as in the food you intake in terms of calories, on just surviving, uh, you haven't got time for anything else. Whereas if you have a balanced diet of vegetables, um, fruit, and meat, fish, and poultry, your body just does better. Uh, It's as simple as that. Now, people who follow a strict vegan diet, if they exercise properly, again, they will remain healthy, healthy, and they'll be avoiding some of the things that other people might fall prey to, such as there's other conditions that eating meat causes. But it's not down to an unelected bunch of bureaucrats to tell anyone what they should and shouldn't eat. Go to
0: hell, quite frankly. You know, I couldn't agree with you more. And it just so happens that it's not down to a a group of bureaucrats. So I did a little digging and I found that um, this organization that's putting out this report that's due at uh, COP28, which is in Dubai this year. uh, And I'm sure that uh, what well, I had accounts uh, as of yesterday. Let me see if I can get the count. Uh, there are there are only going to be around seventy thousand attendees this year uh, flying in. I think it's on around. I think they're expected to have around two thousand private jets, and we don't know how many yachts are going to be there uh, docked in the uh, in the port in in Dubai there. But um, that. Of course, you know, these people, they care so much about the planet. Uh, but at this place, they're going to be debuting uh, something called the uh, the United Nations Food and Agricultural Organization Report, where they're going to lay out a roadmap on how all the nations, especially in the West, that overconsume meat are going to have to be expected to, to reduce their consumption on meat. Now, I'm sure this might just be a coincidence, but it turns out, that the, uh, the United Nations Food and Agricultural Organization, the director of that happens to be a, a gentleman by the name of um, Kuo Dongyu, who is a Chinese Communist Party official. I, I'm uh, Again, I'm sure it's just a coincidence. I, I'm sure it's just... And the, the plan is going to obviously, you know, lay out what I said, where they're going to call you to to release it, or to uh, reduce your consumption on meat, but this individ- individual, who for many years he also served as the Chinese Communist Party's Vice Minister of Agricultural and Rural Affairs, uh, and he was elected to the head of the United Nations Food Agency in 2019 because China recommended him so so aggressively. They said, you know this this guy he's done great for us. He's done great for the Chinese people, and he's he's been a loyal party member. So you should really take this guy on as the head of the. Um, uh, whatever there. Um, and he's been criticized, though, for his he's he's been connected very heavily to the the party organizations in Beijing, the Politburo and, and things like that. So there's been a little bit of concern there that that he's just kind of, you know, he's too compromised or something. But he's also been accused of, of taking or of making decisions autonomously, which in the party, you can't do that. So uh, there is that. But oh. anyway, 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 regardless, I'm sure that he has no influence to the Chinese Communist Party, whatsoever. I, I, at least I don't see any here. Do you? Oh, uh, well, I, I, I wouldn't like to say, but
1: I'm going to resist the temptation. I'm going to resist the temptation to make fun of his name. But why on earth is anyone in the West having to listen and take advice and have policy made for their countries by a Chinese communist? There is no reason. The United Nations is a farce, and it's just a way of getting global decisions pushed out to everybody, but it's not a global quorum that are making these decisions. It's it's a quorum of Marxist, former Soviet, Chinese pushing an agenda which is weakening the West Because they have such influence within that organization, within the United Nations, within the World Health Organization, it can all go and stick its head
0: up its own starfish as far as I'm concerned. Again, I'm not going to disagree with you. You're making some great points today when it comes to what these organizations need to do. Uh, all right, so let's move over to the UK. Uh, I did see it over the weekend, and I know that you wanted to talk about it, so let's go ahead and get into it because I, I know that we're uh, again, I know we're pressed for time today. Uh, Tommy Robinson was arrested in London at one of the uh, the I think it was a Hamas or uh, a pro Israeli
1: no protest what it was what it was was a protest against anti-Semitism. And Tommy Robinson and his followers had turned up in support of that. But prior to the protest, the organisers, the unnamed anonymous organisers, had asked the police for them not to or for them to uh, stop Tommy Robinson from attending. So... These people who were protesting against all of the anti Semitic uh, marches, you know, the whole uh, From the River to the Sea chanting groups that have been turning up in London, including on Remembrance Sunday. So, this was a counter protest to those protests. And really, um, you would have thought they would have welcomed any further support outside of the Jewish community. But let's not forget anti Semitism is actually about the Semites. And the Semites are not a religion. They are Coptic Christians. They are Muslims. They are Zoroastrians, I think, as well, Uh, and, and Jews. So Tommy Robinson wasn't welcomed by the organisers, inverted commas, of the event. And so, therefore, 30 policemen went in and made an arrest. He had every right to be there. He's been charged. He was pepper sprayed in the face. They actually lifted his head up to spray the pepper spray into his face. He was made an an example of by Sadiq Khan's gang, the Metropolitan Police, because that's the message they want to get across. Sadiq Khan is an out-and-out Muslim fundamentalist, and I don't even say allegedly, you know that his origin is from as a human rights lawyer for all kinds of uh, terrorist organisations, and he's now using these unwitting idiots in high visibility jackets uh, and and hats with black and white checkers on them to enforce what he thinks London, our capital city, should be, which has absolutely flipped in terms of um ethnicities in the last 30 40 years you know it's most capitals of the world do not have many of its indigenous people living in them and the reason for that is because they they're not places of uh, uh, you know, where where masses of population live. It's businesses, it's offices, it's retail outlets, it's attractions, it's museums. And people live outside of that. But the most of the people who actually live within central London are not white British. They are British or immigrant, but usually of black, um, Asian, Middle Eastern descent. And so Sadiq Khan doesn't want people like Tommy Robinson or Stephen Ashley Lennox, uh, as his real name is, from being there and being part of any demonstration. It's actually Lenin. You couldn't make it up. Lenin. Yeah, Stephen.
0: Yeah, sorry. Stephen Um, Ashley Lennon. Yeah. But the events leading up to his arrest, I did watch the entirety of the the video, at least what was released, uh, what I saw. And it was about fifteen minutes, and it was long before the uh, the Met showed up there. So it's not like it was. That was an organized
1: operation. They knew they were
0: going to arrest
1: him. That's why there were so many officers available to get through the crowd and get to that one person. Quite frankly, he uh, he annoys me. He annoys me because what he says is mostly correct, but the way in which he's gone about it in the past has given them every excuse they need to discount what he says and to treat him as a criminal which is what they've done it's when you've got someone who muddies the water from the message that you know we we need to protect our borders mass immigration is not a good thing proper integration of recent immigrants and and their families should be happening rather than the building of ghettos the, um, the concentration of the same ethnicities and the same religious ideologies all in one place create parts of our own sovereign nation which owe allegiances to somebody else. They owe ale- allegiances to a religion, not to the country. And that's why communists, uh, the first thing they do when a communist revolution takes place is they kill All of the intellectuals, all of the academics, they do away with uh, the churches, the priesthood, uh, the clergy. They get rid of them because uh, they don't want any organized or any chance the people to organize through some means against what the state is doing. Now, I'm not suggesting that's what we need to do. Our country is a diverse country and we are welcoming, but enough is enough. With 750,000 illegal immigrants crossing our borders in one year, sorry, that may be an exaggeration. It may be half that illegal, the other half uh, legitimate immigrants. We have enough people in this country to fill all the job roles. What we don't have is proper training and the infrastructure set up to get those people trained. those roles which is why they are quite happy to bring qualified people in from other countries we a little while back we virtually emptied the philippines of qualified nurses a country of 98 million people with serious health problems like dengue fever and other conditions because of the poor living conditions of a lot of that 98 million people we took all their qualified nurses and brought them to the uk Because our training hospitals, our further education um, and vocational training courses in the UK have been cut to the bare bone to the point where they are no longer fit for purpose, which is why we do need immigration. But at a controlled level, and in the meantime, so that we can cut that level down, we need to reinvest inside our education and training infrastructure but we can't do that because all our fucking taxes are going to Ukraine in in terms of military aid to a proxy war there they'll be diverted into Gaza in another proxy war kicked off there they'll be diverted into all manner of things other than where they should be spent it used to all go to the bloody European Union. We're not in the EU anymore, but we can't consolidate and gain anything from our leaving that corrupt organization because all our money is getting pissed out of the country by puppet government. So rant over. What do you want to talk about next?
0: Well, I was just uh, comparing what you're talking about there to the strategy of communist China to get other countries to send their resources out of the country because it makes their home countries poor. You're making an excuse there, I'm afraid. I'm not making making, an excuse. Well,
1: it it could be used as an
0: excuse. I'm pointing out, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm pointing out that their strategy is working against our compromised people here in the West to bankrupt us.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it is. So the real blame, yes, they're our enemy and they will be working against us. So you've got to expect that. You expect a snake to bite you. What you don't expect is your own government to bend you over and give you a damn good Roger in just to further their
0: agenda. How am I supposed to argue with that? I, I can't I can't even put a, a counterpoint to that because I agree with it.
1: in in the news just recently, last couple of days, we've had this COVID investigation. The inquiry is is going on. Okay. And you would have heard of Dominic Cummings, who was Boris, yes. what a great he, pram filler, a lying bastard I am, Johnson's senior advisor.
0: Yeah, he I knighthood as well, didn't he? Cummings? He did, I thought. No. No? no? Okay. Uh, they, oh, they no, never no. Been- he... I'm thinking of Van Tam and and Chris Whitty. Cummings actually he he left. He he was he was actually booted from the cabinet. I remember. Okay, so that that's the. He one. was never in the cabinet. He was a senior advisor, but he got An sacked. Advisor. Okay, yeah,
1: he got sacked from that role because while the rest of the country were being locked down and told they couldn't go outside of their own town, he was traveling 200 miles to try out his new glasses and visit a castle with his family near his mother and father's house. In the inquiry, uh, it's being strongly alleged that he was making decisions. Just like you were talking about the Chinese agricultural guy making autonomous decisions, it sounds like Dominic Cummings was calling the shots rather than just advising Boris. But... That may be a complete fabrication, but what that does by putting that out there in the inquiry, it kind of excuses Johnson for a number of things that he should be doing jail time for. Now, one of the other things that they're talking about is the uh, plan to triage COVID patients uh, or patients with COVID back into care homes, even if they were infected. When the pressures on the hospitals were such that there were no more beds left, right, we've got to get some of these bed blockers out, we'll take them back to their care homes. So they were putting infected people back into care homes. Now, you and I, and anyone else who's awake, knows that COVID-19 has a ninety nine point seven point nine seven percent Survival rate, unless you are immunocompromised, and of course the people in care homes were immunocompromised. So by putting infected people back into uh, care homes, they were spreading the disease further. Topped with the, I, I always have trouble saying the name of the drug. Is it medazolam? Medazolam, yes. Yeah. So medazolam, Matt Hancock buying two hundred million doses of this drug which actually suppresses the cough reflex so you've got people with severe lung problems be pneumonia because of uh, the effects of of covid19 on an immunosuppressed person being given mida- midazolam in care homes and slowly but surely choking to death without making a noise this is what was happening. But the wrong questions are being asked at this COVID inquiry. Inquiry, And the questions that are being asked are all given um, excuses to the government of the day, the guilty bastards that were in charge at the time. So this idea of triaging people back to uh, care homes when the beds in the hospitals were all full the Nightingale Hospitals had 14,000 beds. They used 28 of them during the entire pandemic. So that excuse that the hospitals were under pressure doesn't stand up, even if it meant transporting people to London and Birmingham from around the country to keep them there while they fully recovered and tested negative before being put back to their care home um, would have been a viable option but it never happened. So what I'm seeing from the COVID inquiry in the UK is a bunch of lies and a bunch of excuses. They're getting their their excuses in first.
0: I suppose we shall move on to the final topic that I have for today. Uh, and we will we will go ahead and call this one done because I know that we're pressed for time and I know you've got appointments this afternoon that you have to see to. So I thought I would bring this one up. I think you've already seen this as of this morning when it was posted, but I'm going to play it anyway. There's been a lot of... Um, criticism that's been given of Elon Musk in recent days. We started off with um, with him being questioned by uh, the financial network in the U.S. CNBC, and that's what he's doing again here, about uh, George Soros. He, he says one thing about George Soros, and all of a sudden he's, quote, anti-Semitic. If anybody says anything about George Soros, you're anti-Semitic. Well, there's been a lot of criticism that's been thrown his way recently because of the advertising campaigns that are being pulled from Twitter or X or whatever his platform is. Well, he has a response specifically to Bob Iger, which is the CEO of Disney. Uh, But I think he's saying more than that to all the other advertisers, all the woke advertisers that want to advertise on Twitter. And I know that you're on Twitter, so I thought that I would get your considered and informed opinion on what he has to say, because I think you find that you might agree you don't want them to advertise? No. What do you mean? If somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go f- yourself. <laughs> but go f- yourself. Is that clear? I hope it is. Hey, Bob. There you go. Is that clear yeah, enough?
1: Um, it, it, that's perfectly clear. Well done, Elon. I agree with you. I think he changed the name to X simply because uh, the 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 alternative name of Twatter was far more appropriate for Twitter. But the the whole woke movement is is something that that they they need this one thing pointing out to them. Matey from the UN, the agricultural advisor, the one thing that the Chinese are not is woke. They are not woke. They don't apply any kind of political correctness. That speech you sent me by the Chinese general, um, what was his name again?
0: Oh, uh, Chiao Chen, General Chiao Chen.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in which he describes his race as being superior, how all of us need to be done away with that aren't Chinese, the the methods of of asking his soldiers, will they kill women and children? and expecting the answer yes uh, in that survey that was done of, of the People's Liberation Army. To get back to the point, wokeism is their weapon it's a weapon they're using against us it's making us weaker it's making us divided and it's the the sort of thing that you know do you remember those memes you probably don't you don't do social media the memes where Batman is slapping Robin around yes, the face I've seen Robin those, will yeah. say something and then Batman will say no and slap him around the face. That's what needs to happen. Every time someone tries to use a pronoun at you, slap around the face, no. Every time someone says that's cultural misappropriation, slap around the face, no. It was a joke, it was humor. Every time someone says you shouldn't eat meat, you're killing us all, slap around the face, no. Let's just metaphorically slap them around the face and tell them, where they're going wrong and how their opinion matters, not one jot to you. Make sure these people know how little their opinion matters to you. No one gets anywhere. No one develops. Well, if you, if you just only ever get positive feedback, you'll only ever just carry on achieving what you're achieving. You need negative feedback saying you got this wrong. You got that wrong. You got this bit wrong to develop. To develop and progress, and to get better, and the only way our society at the moment is going to get any better is if all these woke bastards are given that metaphorical slap round the face and woken the f- up.
0: I have got the edit cut out for me today, don't I? The edit, yeah, you have a bit. I've How many times did I out, swear yeah. during
1: that? Maybe two. Or or I, I
0: times. don't know. It, it does yeah, a couple of time. times. But, it's, it's okay. It's all right. But like Elon says. <laughs> yeah, you know another bleep go ahead that's we're, you're on a roll no, no, on no, as well. no, yeah anyway
1: they, they right. can go okay you got me
0: yeah they can do you have any final points or have you made all the points that you have needed to make today you know for what the i've week? had
1: a right good i've had a right good rant haven't i I've you have yeah i was impressed i wasn't going to interrupt
0: it. i was going to let you just go
1: yeah um no so just as a summary wake the woke up the covid inquiry is a whitewash yes the Chinese are our enemy. And as soon as you get a chance, uh, deselect, devote, and get independence
0: into our positions of power. That's well said, my friend. We'll see you next week. You will. You will indeed. We are going to have to plan a uh, another roundtable before the end of the year. So we've got about 30 days in which to do it where we can all agree to sit down on a uh, on a Friday evening at some point. So I uh, hope you can be available for that before the end I will be available. I will make good. myself available. Very good. Well, that will do it for us for today and for this week. It's been an absolute pleasure, my friend. Thank you for being here today. Thank you to all of the listeners. Subscribers, I will see you on the exclusive tomorrow with Ned. Everyone else, have a great weekend, and we will see you on Monday.